Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. All right. Sup, y'all? Wes Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio. And as you can tell by the truncated version of this intro, uh, we have some news to bring to you here on the Go Balls 24-7 podcast, Tennessee football, uh, and it's going to be Tennessee football news because Tennessee basketball's weekend news, not so great. Uh, but uh, Tennessee football did have a better Saturday than the Vols did, and to talk about that, we got Ryan Callahan, our recruiting director, recruiting coordinator, recruiting uh Whatever the title is, Ryan, what is your title officially? <laughs> recruiting editor. I there you go, recruiting editor. Uh, I knew it was recruiting something. Ryan, why are we bringing people a, a quicker news podcast here? Yeah, well, a, a big weekend for Tennessee. They had uh, a junior day on Saturday, coming off the February dead period for recruiting, which is a new addition to the to the recruiting calendar this year. Uh, they had had three junior days before National Signing Day, and then. After that last one on February 1st, uh, had to shut things down for the rest of the month, as, as did teams across the country. So had to go a few weeks without hosting prospects when they normally would have held a couple of junior days in February. So big chance right before spring practice started, um, and that obviously starts on Tuesday, big chance before then to, to get some guys on campus one last time. And uh, they, not only did they have a pretty strong turnout for that, but got a couple of commitments from guys who were there uh, three-star safety Edwin White from Mobile, Alabama, and then three-star defensive lineman Isaac Washington uh, of Pilot Mountain, North Carolina, a, a guy who had previously been committed to Tennessee and actually backed off that commitment uh, less than three weeks ago and now already back in Tennessee's class uh, during during Saturday's visit, decided, you know what, even though I just uh, just decommitted a, f- a few weeks ago, I want to be back at Tennessee. This is uh, this is the place I still liked uh, liked all along and, and now like again. Yeah, it's interesting for for kids to you know do that. We see this all the time with kids. Kind of, you know, they may commit, they may may you know decommit, you know, maybe even recommit later. But it seems like that that happened pretty quickly in this kid's case. It seems like normally it, it takes a little more time than that. Yeah, it, it normally would. A lot of times, what will happen is a, a player might just kind of regret making an early decision. Say, I kind of rushed into it. I need to take some more time to evaluate this one. A little more clear cut uh, in, in the sense that he knew exactly why he decided to reopen his recruitment, and and a large portion, if not all of it, had to do with Tracy Rocker leaving as Tennessee's defensive line coach uh, after Rocker left for South Carolina. Uh, I think Isaac Washington looked at that situation and said, "You know what? I was really looking forward to playing for Tracy Rocker, and even though Rocker was maybe not reg- regarded as an elite recruiter for Tennessee, uh, he obviously is pretty well respected as a position coach, and I think and I think Washington." Be, yeah. Yeah, really, really valued that about Tracy Rocker and was looking forward to, to playing for him based on what he had heard about him from Tennessee's players, based on his his interactions with him, just seemed like the kind of guy he would enjoy playing for. And and Rocker leaving you know, made him think, you know, I, I don't know if I want to be at Tennessee anymore. So 
he decommits, you know, he'd always liked Auburn too. You know, it's, it's worth noting his dad is originally from Alabama and he grew up kind of liking Auburn and Auburn was his very first offer uh, around the middle of last year. Tennessee offered in late July though, and got him on campus around that time. And he really liked it. Came back for a game last season, then came back for the junior day in, in January where he committed. Um, and then, you know, as soon as he decommits, you know, a week and a half, two weeks later, he decides, you know, I'm going to go back to Tennessee, take another look at it and get to know the new defensive line coach, Jimmy Brumbaugh. And, and it sounds like any concerns he had about Tennessee after Tracy Rocker's departure were addressed with with uh, with Brumbaugh. And, and I think he, he really hit it off with some guys that visited Saturday, including Peyton Page, a five-star defensive tackle, also from North Carolina. But to make an impression that quickly on, on Isaac Washington and get him back into Tennessee's class, that, that's a big deal. This is a guy Tennessee's been recruiting pretty hard for several months. And uh, obviously a good start to what needs to be a pretty strong defensive line class in 2021. And obviously that was only one of the uh, the two uh, commitments Tennessee got on Saturday. Tell us a little bit about the other feller. Yeah, Edwin White. Uh, this, this is not a guy who was maybe a, a household name for a lot of recruiting fans, but he's been on Tennessee's radar for a long time. Uh, got an offer from Tennessee back in December of 2017, and it was actually six days after Jeremy Pruitt was hired at Tennessee now, we know that uh, he's got some ties in the Mobile area, recruited down there quite a bit at his previous stops. And uh, and so so has some relationships there that might have led to Tennessee identifying him early at the essentially at the end of his freshman season. But uh, but Tennessee offered him, gave him his very first offer back in December 2017. And he's been involved with them ever since then. Previously visited a couple of times, but hadn't been back to Knoxville in uh, almost a year now and then made it back on Saturday and, and just decided to commit while he was there. So. Uh, an impressive uh, recruitment in that way that Tennessee, you know, spotted him early on and has, has kind of stuck with him for so long. He's he's not the highest highest ranked guy in Tennessee's class, but his stats, his his production at the high school level, I think, suggests that 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 could easily change in the coming months. And his recruitment still could take off quite a bit. Um, he had nine interceptions as a junior, uh, six pass breakups, just kind of has a nose for the football and found himself in the right place at the right time a lot during his junior season, made a lot of plays, blocked a, a field goal uh, in addition to those nine inter- interceptions. So just a guy who's maybe not got the elite speed that that you're that some people are looking for there in the secondary, obviously, but just finds a way to make plays. And we've seen some defensive backs like that at Tennessee in the past and in the recent past, and he, he might be another one of those guys, but certainly someone Tennessee has liked for a long time and uh, was happy to add him to their class on, on Saturday. Yeah, you know, a, a lot of times, Ryan, and it seems to me like, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, because I, I, I know less about, you know, the ins and outs of everything with the recruiting industry. Obviously, I know I know significantly less than you do. But, but when you look at sometimes some of those ratings, it, it can really be just like a physical trait, like, a, like maybe your speed is just not elite, or maybe you're just a few inches, you know, too short. And that stuff does project, and there's a reason why you're, they're separated there. But it can be such a finite, you know, difference between what would be one of the super elite prospects versus another guy, right? I mean, it's it's not like we're talking the difference between, you know, a, a Ferrari and a Pinto here. Yeah, no, exactly, and that's uh, that, that's something that coaches have to take into consideration. You know, how much do you value uh, someone not having elite top end speed as a junior in high school versus? just having a natural nose for the football because you see it all the time. Guys at the NFL combine who will run four fours and four five sometimes. And you look back at their high school numbers and, and you're like, they ran a four, eight or four, nine as a junior. How, how did they 
improve that much. And, and you have to remember, guys just they get better athletically. Uh, you get in a college strength strength conditioning program, a lot of that stuff changes, and guys can develop. So sometimes finding a guy with the, with everything in the skill set that you like, except for maybe that elite top end speed, sometimes you gotta you gotta go after those guys and and just kind of. Uh, gloss over the speed or, or decide if the speed is even that much of a concern. And in Edwin White's case, you know, it, it's been almost a year since we've got a, a recorded 40 time on him. So I, I don't think you put much stock into that. That's at the, the end of his, his sophomore year. But I think just looking at his film, you know, that's speed is not necessarily his, his strong suit. So that's the, the one knock on him that, that's maybe kept his recruitment from taking off so far, but he's still got offers from Tennessee, Ole Miss, Mississippi States and programs like that. And Obviously, Tennessee liked him uh, more than two years ago enough to offer. So uh, the, the fact that the, the Vols have been recruiting him that heavily and Jeremy Pruitt knowing defensive backs the way he does, along with Derek Ainsley, the defensive coordinator, uh, I, I think you've got to give those guys the benefit of the doubt. If there's a defensive back they like enough to recruit that long and to be heavily involved with, host on multiple visits and, and accept a commitment from him, uh, I, I think you've got to assume there's a lot to work with there. And certainly on film, you see it. You know, Again, all the plays he made as a junior it really, really sticks out. Uh, when you when you turn on the tape and see what he's able to to do on the field, despite maybe not being the fastest safety out there, don't you take my natural segue? I was going to ask. I was going to say my next point was that, you know, anytime you, you basically it, it, this can go for just about any position, but especially for the defensive backfield, if Jeremy Pruitt wants to offer you and you are a defensive back, there's probably a really good reason for that because he is very 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 demanding on you know his corners and his safeties and you have to fit certain parameters or he just will not be interested in recruiting you um, because he knows he spent years and years learning you know he played this position at the college level and then he spent years working for the best defensive backs coach maybe at any level of football and Nick Saban and so when he's looking for these defensive backs he knows exactly what he's looking for and if he wants you as a as a defensive back there's probably a pretty good reason for that uh, and you know if I'm someone who's sitting there evaluating kids anytime Jeremy Pruitt wants to offer a defensive back, I'll take a hard look at that kid because I'll think, hmm, if he sees something, uh, yeah, let's look at this. Uh, that would just be my thought off the top of my head. And the other point was that you, you talk about kids developing athletically, Ryan, and I can give you, you know, it, it's a different sport, but I can tell you one really, really good example of that. You know, when you look at a kid like Eve Pons, right, in basketball, mm-hmm. he showed up in America looking almost exactly the freakish way he looks now. Hey, he had never lifted a weight. He showed up looking that way. He had only done like push-ups and sit-ups and crunches and stuff, and, and he had run. He had never touched a weight, and he looked like that right when he got there. Okay? Then for every one of those, you get a Grant Williams. And look what he did four years, you know, after, after three years at Tennessee. So sometimes guys just develop at different times. Absolutely. And, and that's, uh, you know, again, speed is not the only thing you, you, you can go by when you're evaluating players and, uh, that's that's why the temptation, even among college coaches, sometimes is to look at 40 times and either offer or dismiss a guy based on that. But I, I don't think it's that simple. And certainly this this and plenty of other evaluations we've seen over the years kind of kind of back that up. I mean, you, you have to have to look at more than that. You know, some of Tennessee's better safeties they've had in recent years. You know, Todd Kelly Jr. He was not a burner really for a safety. Um, just found kind of kind of a similar type player to, to Edwin White in a lot of ways. Had it just had a nose for the football, found a way to make a number of interceptions throughout his Tennessee career. 
you know, if Edwin White turns out to be another Todd Kelly Jr., I think a lot of people would be just fine with that. And, and that's not to say that's the ceiling or, or the, the mold that he fits in perfectly, but that's just a, a comparison that kind of came to mind when you think about maybe a safety that doesn't have track speed, but it just finds a way to make plays. And that's at, at, at six feet, 196 pounds already as a junior in high school, he got a big frame. So he's, he's going to probably put on even a little more weight and be, be capable of being that sort of in the box run defender and, uh, play strong close to the line of scrimmage you know there's a lot of things you can do with a guy like that and, and you like the fact that he shows those natural ball skills to to make nine interceptions as a junior with that kind of frame on him also and ryan before we step out of here in just a just a little bit uh, any other news notes from from you know a big weekend at tennessee i know that the you know the, the 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 washington kid and the white kid those weren't the only two kids who were on campus over the weekend obviously there there were a bunch more there any other kind of news nuggets anything interesting out of there that we can that we can throw out there yeah so some highly ranked guys they got in town and we've got full updates on on a lot of these guys already on go vols 24 7 of course you can check out more there but but peyton page the five-star defensive tackle from greensboro north carolina mentioned that he visited tennessee again on saturday um Elijah Judy uh, headlined a, a big group of kids from Philadelphia that, that uh, Tennessee was able to get on campus uh, with the help of Joe Osevet, the new tight ends coach. Uh, he's got some ties, obviously, up in the Northeast. And being on the road uh, back before National Signing Day helped Osevet uh, offer and, and, and convince some of those guys to, to come down uh, to Tennessee and give them a look. And uh, Elijah Judy, a highly ranked defensive end, came down uh, to, to check out Tennessee along with several of his teammates and other Philadelphia guys, uh, Talik Robbins, uh, a defensive lineman from Philadelphia, also was was down, and, and Tyreek Chapel, a cornerback that Tennessee's offered, uh, and then Dylan Fairchild, a highly ranked offensive lineman from Georgia uh, that Tennessee has now had on campus a couple of times. Javari Ritzy, highly ranked defensive lineman, so pretty strong turnout for Tennessee and some some good talent in the 2022 class as well. And we'll see Tennessee host a number of visitors throughout spring practice. This is just the beginning, but this was a big chance for Tennessee to get some guys on campus and. They certainly made the most of it and, again, had a really productive day getting a couple of commitments on Saturday. Ryan, anything else uh, going on before we step on out of here and I, I, I tell people about our, our offer right now and all that good stuff? Yeah, that's uh, that, that's the gist of it. But Tennessee up to seven commitments now in the 2021 class. I know people always tend to ask this time of year, you know, when's Tennessee going to co- get a commitment again? Uh, seven commitments, uh, they're off to a pretty good start. This is definitely ahead of where we often see Tennessee this time of year with the, the amount of out-of-state recruiting they do. Uh, so, so give give the staff a lot of credit for having Tennessee off to a good start and in a good position numbers wise. And you know, I, I certainly don't think you're going to see them taking a, taking any early reaches just to fill spots that you know with with this start they're off to. So definitely addressing some needs early on and with some guys they like. Yeah, I guess it, it, you make a good point there. If you're if you're loading up on on commitments uh, this early in the cycle, a lot of times it's either one you know in-state kids or or two a quarterback. You know, that's normally yeah. what you see this early. But, Ryan, I appreciate it, man. I'm going to – if you're good, I'm going to step on out of here and uh, get people out of this podcast. Sounds good. Thanks a lot, Wes. Guys, thanks for tuning in, as always. I just want to tell you really quickly, really quickly, before I get into the rest of the intro here, we have a 50% off deal right now at GoVols247. You get your first year at the site at GoVols247.com. You can get that for 55-0, not 1-5, 5-0. 50% off. You can go do that. You can find all of us at social media. I'm Wes Rucker 24-7 on Twitter. Ryan Callahan, Ryan Callahan 24-7 on Twitter. Patrick Brown, P. Brown 24-7 on Twitter. Grant Ramey is Grant Ramey on Twitter. And if you want just Tennessee news, you can get that at twitter.com slash goball 24-7. 
or facebook.com slash go vols 24 7 or you can go directly to the source delicious east tennessee mountain spring water go vols 24 7.com pardon my voice still been a little bit under the weather but you can get 55 percent off right now right now for your first year subscription and if you pay us full price then you also get a 100 annual value for free which is access to cbs all access give that to you a hundred dollars Faux free, F O R F O F R E E, faux free. I got it right on the second time, guys. If nothing else comes up, we will see you during the week. We got a lot of, a lot of football to discuss with spring camp starting Tuesday. We got obviously a lot of um, a lot of basketball this time of year with uh, the the tournaments starting, the the conference tournament, and then maybe the NIT. But you know, hey, that's still postseason basketball. Baseball season still going in full swing. Tennessee ranked 11th, mowing down people. So tons to discuss, and we will get you all of it. Thanks, guys. See you. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.